Hey, I'm Ross Kenyon from the Nori Carbon Removal Marketplace. Thanks so much for listening to Carbon Removal Newsroom. If you dig the show, share it out, give us a great review and rating in iTunes or Apple Podcasts as they're calling it these days. We'd all be very grateful if you would. It helps us bring the show to more people and broaden the reach of the conversation around carbon removal, which is our goal and something that we think is very important for climate change. This episode's a fun first. I was part of a press gaggle in Seattle ahead of the Andrew Yang rally in Gasworks Park. If you aren't aware of Andrew Yang or are not a member of the Yang Gang, as they call themselves, Andrew Yang is a primary contender for the Democratic presidential ticket. His platform mostly revolves around his analysis of the fourth industrial revolution, where he predicts that artificial intelligence and automation will continue to make many jobs obsolete. He proposes a universal basic income for reasons of equity and making sure people don't feel as strong a need to oppose technological progress as they may already do. That's my understanding from my research and reading his quite interesting book, The War on Normal People. This was my first time as part of a press gaggle, so me and the good folks at GeekWire were going back and forth on questions of Andrew. If this episode feels a bit choppy, it's because of that rhythm. I thought Andrew's answers were so interesting because they seem to prioritize geoengineering solar radiation management solutions over carbon removal, which, as you may already know, is much more controversial than sucking CO2 out of the atmosphere through regenerative agriculture, afforestation, direct air capture, etc., In any case, I appreciate the plain speaking on this topic. I think it's necessary and valuable, and I appreciate that, you know, someone is willing to do that. Uh, It isn't as common as one might think. So judge for yourself. Here it comes. Andrew, I've noticed that you've made carbon removal and geoengineering uh, a part of your platform for climate change. How important is that, and what do you plan to do? So the the last four years have been the four warmest years in recorded history. And climate change is clearly accelerating in its impact on our planet and soon our way of life. And unfortunately, even if we were to go very aggressively towards renewables, uh, the fact is right now the horse is probably out of the barn and the United States only accounts for about 15% of global emissions. So even if we were to cut our emissions very quickly, you'd still probably be slowing the rate of warming incrementally. And so to me, it's only responsible for us to start trying to mitigate some of the worst effects of climate change. Certainly a carbon fee and dividend would help internalize the cost of emissions and redistribute that value to hopefully uh, moving us in a more sustainable direction. But to me, geoengineering is an eventuality. And if we don't start building an international consensus around it, then it's only a matter of time before another country decides to geoengineer on its own, in large part because some of the other countries actually face some of the worst effects of climate change in even more dramatic ways than we do. Are you looking at things like regenerative agriculture? Are you talking about direct air capture in addition to geoengineering as far as carbon removal goes? Yeah, certainly to the extent that we can capture carbon and sequester it in various ways, uh, I think we should be planting a lot of trees. But also some of the other measures that have been discussed, like seeing if sulfur clouds or uh, water vapor into the air could somehow reflect some of the sunlight. Um, I'm actually a fan, and this is going to sound out there to some, but I'm actually uh, a fan of the idea of mirrored satellites because they're the kinds of things that you can do and undo without any unforeseen effects. Um, They're mechanical as opposed to chemical. I noticed that you wanted to fund a center that would be funded by the federal government for looking into geoengineering and carbon capture. How exactly might that work? So there was a a group of academics who tried to come together and have a geoengineering conference a couple years ago in the U.S. And and then there was some movement in the U.N. saying, hey, maybe we should look into this. And then someone put the kibosh on it and it didn't happen. Now, you don't need that much in the way of resources just to convene. And the U.S. has 
uh, a unique leadership ability where if we convened a global geoengineering conference, people would, academics would come from around the world because they're studying it right now. You don't need to commit billions of dollars. All you need to do is say, hey, like, uh, you know, NOAA or NIH or whichever agency you d decide you want to lead it, just put like a modest level of resources and just say, look, we should convene a, a geoengineering conference. And there are already academics working on that here in the US and around the world. It wouldn't allow them to come out into the open. Uh, we're decades behind the curves in terms of openly discussing this. So there you have it. In the show notes, I'll link to the climate change portion of Andrew Yang's platform. There's a lot more to say on this topic, and I wish we had more time to dig into the details, so maybe I'll get a chance to at some point in the future. It's possible Andrew Yang speaking about carbon removal, as well as Washington Governor Jay Inslee speaking about soil sequestration lately, nudges other candidates to speak on carbon removal. In my humble analysis, carbon removal is not fully in the mainstream's image of what needs to be done on climate change yet. The Yang campaign has made an effort to lead on some of these issues and not take their cues from elsewhere. Uh, so it isn't surprising to see them take a strong position here, but it isn't quite a tentpole issue for anyone at this time, at least as far as I've seen. I would be very happy to be corrected about this if anything changes, and you can always reach out at podcast at nori.com if you know of anything that I haven't seen myself. Of course, whenever something big or interesting happens in carbon removal, a whole bunch of people send the news to Nori to us individually. So I'll keep watching for stories like this as they break, but feel free to be that person if that is you. Thanks so much for listening to Carbon Removal Newsroom. If you haven't already, please check out our other podcast, Reversing Climate Change. And until next time, thank you so much.